I'm Sasha. I'm Nicole. And we're the, the Two, Two Book, Book Girls, Girls Podcast. <laughs> this week, we will be discussing a Not So Me Cute by Megan Quinn. Narrated by Ava Erickson and Aaron Shedlock. So let's get started. Okay. Um, the publisher summary book blurb on this book is, how did you two meet? The quintessential question asked to every couple. And the answer is usually some bubbly, lovey-dovey tale of being struck in the bum by Cupid's arrow. My meet cute, well, not so meet cute, is slightly different. I was trolling a wealthy neighborhood in Beverly Hills, searching for someone to take me as their bride. You know, to make my arch nemesis jealous, who consequently just fired me. He was stomping around the block like some sort of gorgeous ogre, mumbling about a business deal gone wrong and attempting to finagle his way out of it. And that's when we bumped into each other. There were no sparks, not even a hint of blossoming love. But next thing I knew, I was scarfing down free chips and guac, listening to this man lay out all of his problems, which led to his big ask. He wanted me to be his Vivian Ward, you know, from Pretty Woman, minus the frisky behavior. We're talking about living in a mansion, intimate double dates, and pretending we were head over heels in love and engaged. Can you imagine the absolute audacity? But people do crazy things when they're desperate, and I reeked of desperation. So I struck up a deal. My one big mistake, though, big, huge, I accidentally fell for the incomparable Huxley Kane. I love that name, Huxley. Yeah. That is such a cute name. Yeah, and I don't think I've heard that before. I've heard of, well, we talked about Hudson, but not Huxley. Right. Yeah, it is. It's It's a neat name. I'm still in it. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> did you did you like this book? What was your favorite part? Um, okay. Yes, I like this. This is one of those, like, I always think of books like this as like a beach read. Like they're nothing but fun, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> but the thing, the scene that sticks out the most. And, no. Yes. <laughs> Judy. I wonder if it's the same one. Judy? It's it's the the scene that sticks out the most to me is the uh breast pump scene. Yes, Judy. It, oh yes. It is so hilarious. You know, so basically, you know, they're having this fake situation and you know, she's pretending to be his pregnant fiance and she has to go test out breast pumps and I mean, it's just like so hilarious that this like that's not even the funniest part, though. No, are you serious? Yeah, I thought I thought it was because this is also a world I have. I know nothing about. Like, I would, you know, go on Amazon and find a breast pump if I had a kid. Okay, Um, this these people live like. They're very rich, richy, rich people out in like the Los Angeles area. And they live in a world where um, they go to breast pump stores that like have actual like milkable fake breasts to test out. Like, I I guess it was just it was in, in seeing inside of 
um, the main character's head as she's experiencing this, it was like a lot of like how I would be feeling, you know? So I just thought it was funny and relatable and, and bizarre and just so many different things. The funniest part, okay, that part was, it was cute. But the funniest part was when they went to that, um, I don't even remember what it was. It was like taking care of a baby class and they got the dog Judas. <laughs> and they were like, she's possessed. <laughs> And she drops the doll, and then people are, like, judging her because the doll is basically throwing up and, you know, shit in its pants and doing what babies do. And, you know, these two people, she's not even pregnant, but they're pretending to be. And so it's just, like, it's just hilarious. I laughed that whole entire part. I wish we could include, like, a little clip of that. So, and then, like, the narrators do such a great job um with the back and forth in that so I can like literally picture them you know in that situation with the doll that you know it's is like acting like a a newborn baby you know um mm-hmm. so that part I just fell out laughing I was like rolling that whole that whole scene I was completely just like tickled so that was my best part because it was absolutely just crazy and realistic <laughs> at the same time. But, you know, two people who don't have kids who, you know, are not even thinking about really having kids at the moment and they are doing this class, you know, pretending that they're pregnant. I don't know. It was just, it was absolutely hilarious to me. So that was my favorite part of the whole book. Oh, yeah. I mean, I laughed. This book was so funny. I think it was just like, um, yeah, I don't know. The one that really stuck out to me was that breast pump scene. I was just like, what, really? And like, oh, and one of the things I wanted to ask, I guess, about that is um, like. No, you cannot touch my boobs. I mean, (laughs) I'm like, really? Like, someone does that? Like, someone is just like, oh, no, feel how her nipple's different. Like, no. Just because, like, we're having babies, we're not, like, like, I need to know about my nipple for my baby. (laughs) I don't need to touch and feel. Like, the whole scene was so bizarre to me. And, like, being in her head where she was just like, oh, like, hell no. (laughs) This is not happening. I mean, I just, but anyways, so much of the book was funny. I even thought like the Chipotle uh, visit was funny where she's like in her head, like, oh, and he doesn't get guac. Like, what is he? <laughs> is he being really rich? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like having this, this, you know, having this like mental discussion about guacamole at Chipotle, which does cost a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was just. And it recently went up too. I know. And so I'm seriously, I'm just. The whole book, I am laughing, not only by the scene playing out, but also like her inner monologue, you know, inner thoughts about what is going on. It, it was just, oh, it, it was, it was a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I really, 
after some of the heavier reads that I, I'd read right before, it was nice to, you know, have a fun book to, you know, lighten things up. So I really appreciated it. And uh, yeah, it was it was an easy read. So uh, would you ever agree to go along? No. <laughs> no. Because, you yeah. know, this is like, this is one of those, you know, uh, kind of tropes that come up in a lot of different, you know, romantic comedies, things like that, you know, where it's like they need a date to impress somebody or they whatever and they bring, you know, I mean, this is kind of, it, it's people have their different spins on it, but it comes up a lot. And uh, I just can't imagine ever getting myself in that position in real life. I mean, she was what, 26? 27 something like that uh-huh he was almost 40 wasn't he maybe i'm remembering a different no 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 no. i think he was like 33 34 yeah yeah and she was she was like mid mid to late 20s and he was like early 30s yeah i just i don't i don't have time for that i'm about to be 34 and i just can't imagine myself i mean it worked out for her but no. Mm-mm. Oh gosh. I already have a kid, so well, I, don't, I know. But even you know, before you, I mean, or even no. if it's another situation, like I no. just can't imagine going along with this, like no, you know, big of a charade. But another thing mm-hmm. that is so funny, oh gosh, thinking back on it, is um where she's trying to find her rich husband, so she's like <laughs> googling, like, what do they like? And like they like braids. <laughs> I was like, I hope she don't believe that. And she I actually know, got confirmation, like she did believe. And I'm like, what? I know. So she puts her hair in a braid, but it was funny because at the end, you know, when of course they get together, and she's like, it was the braid, right? He's like, totally the braid. <laughs> you know, men don't even care about hair. They barely recognize. When, I mean, like that doesn't even make sense. That that proves to you that she's very naive. I mean, I understand that this was supposed to be a cute little whatever, but she was very naive that you were gonna Google what rich men like. <laughs> I mean, I Google everything. What? I've never no. had to Google that, but like, I mean, Google knows everything, Sasha. But men are different, whether they're rich or poor, or you know, middle, what middle class. So that's just ridiculous. I mean, rich men marry, you know, poor people all the time. I was going to say a different word, but they marry all kinds of different women. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, No, I know. But I just thought, like, it was. The thing is, you could probably ask Google and come up with something like this. And she's like so desperate. She's willing to go along with this, right? Stuff that's obviously like ridiculous, you know? Because it does. It depends on the person. It depends on, you know, whatever. But it was, I don't know. I just thought she was so like funny and relatable in a lot of like her views on stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know who wasn't relatable, or at least not to me, Angela. 
Have uh, you ever met somebody like Angela? Oh, like her narcissistic friend? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this story had, a. I feel like, a lot of those classic, almost like rom-com type uh, characters and things like that. You know, over the top. And I, I kind of feel like how Angela is that over the top mean narcissistic friend that you sometimes see me and you know in movies and stuff that because no I mean I've never had a friend like that but I feel like she reminded me of characters I've seen before either right. in movies you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of you know every book even a romance has to have the villain and so it's you know it's a it's a rom-com villain she was a horrible uh, person. Yeah, you have a you have a sister, so uh, you know it was interesting the sister dynamic too. I thought in this was really cute. Like they were close, they loved each other, but then they're also, you know, just, they're very different too. Like her sister is a professional organizer, and like she can't do anything to clean up after herself. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that was just kind of. Like, a, just a cute sibling thing, you know, that sometimes, like, you can have siblings that, you know, maybe even are, like, your closest people in the world, but they're, like, so different from yourself. But, like, chance of being siblings, you get, you know, this different person in your life. I don't know. I like little, like, cute sibling things that come up sometimes in books. Yeah, I appreciated their relationship. I especially liked how Kelsey you know, looked out for her and, you know, kind of tried to support her and um, basically lying to her mom. Um, The only thing that I didn't like was how ungrateful she seemed, how mad she got about the, um, the meeting that, you know, that she had with Huxley's and his brothers, because it was like, well, if it weren't for me, you wouldn't even be having this meeting in the first place. How can you not understand the position that I am put in? You could have easily told me what was going on and then I could have been more prepared. You know how I am. It's not always about me, but I felt that was weird. It kind of went against how supportive she was. She, you know, she came off as very selfish thinking about herself, which I understand that, you know, she's trying to make the business work and all this kind of stuff, but obviously um she didn't even give her sister a chance to like explain herself and I that part kind of threw me off I didn't I didn't really appreciate that part but you know sisters argue and they fight and that kind of thing not to say that she wouldn't have forgiven her if he wouldn't have given her another meeting but I think it would have been a sore spot in their relationship which you know as close as they are you wouldn't think that something like that would get between them, I guess. I don't know. I was just, I was rolling my eyes when she like, you know, had her little tantrum. Oh, no. Yeah, I I feel the same way as you. I was, you know, I, it's like I could understand, you know, this is her business, her livelihood that she's trying to build. And, you know, she I think she felt like she got embarrassed on like the biggest scale. But on the other side, you know, I, I do feel like it was, yeah, it was a little a little bit too much. And how can you not like, totally love her after that scene? 
<laughs> that's healthier lottie um the 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 sister the one uh oh my gosh and her name just slipped me the one dating huxley lottie isn't lottie. that her name oh yeah. my god that's Okay, so no, after she comes in there and she realizes and she doesn't know what to do, so she like goes up to him and she's like all oh. it's like the most awkward. Yeah, and then it's the awkward. Hugs, and then the brothers look at him and it's like, she like this? And he's like, No, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was like the most uncomfortable and another just like really fun funny scene I don't know they're throughout the whole book like it's definitely a light read when you're just you're wanting to laugh and love and you know have something cute for sure yeah it was it was um, definitely a cute book I know we need to wrap this up but I was gonna um tell you I went ahead and googled it while we we're on this uh recording CNBC does have an article about men like oh rich men. my goodness I know that we're surveyed and um yes so they had um you know it's not it doesn't say braids or anything like that but it does go into some uh some of the stuff you know basically like uh body is more important than face um a smile is more important than hair you know? <laughs> And things like that. Like they, they prefer a beautiful smile is more important than great hair. And, you know, on it, it does have things like that. Survey? I mean, like, yeah, what? That these answered and like, these are the findings of the survey. And that, um, they, that these richer men also, which isn't in this book, you know, cause they, I think they were only like five, five to eight years apart, maybe. But, um, it said that they, they like their women uh, 11 to 15 years younger. Oh, man. That means I would have to date a 50-year-old. Yeah. I, you know what? You already disclosed your age, so I'm not even going to say how old the person <laughs> would have to be in my age group. Um, anyways, that, see, that's what I'm saying. That stuff actually exists out there. So that's she's crazy. Just, yeah. I like the way they kept um, referencing other rom-coms. So, like, like Pretty Woman. Woman. Yeah. It was a few other ones in there, too, though. They even referenced it in in the book blurb. Yeah, Pretty Woman. And I remember Pretty Woman coming up a lot. Um, Twilight. Oh, yeah. The um, Jacob versus uh, Edward. Yes. And then Beauty and the Beast, too. Yeah. So that I, was interesting. No, but it was definitely cute. I definitely recommend reading that one. I'd probably read it again when I needed, like, some downtime or, like, light reading to keep my mind busy, but not too busy. But Yeah. I don't reread many of the funner, you know, funner. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, these just, like, super lighthearted, like, um, most of the stuff I reread is kind of our series and they're usually fantasy type books, you know? Um, But yeah, I think this one would be fun. It it would be like, you know, watching your favorite rom-com over again. I think it would be fun to like revisit when you just want something lighthearted. Yeah. I mean, I watch Pretty Woman all the time and my best, my favorite part is that uh, Slippery Little Suckers Oh, yeah. the, I <laughs> the think snails. it's snails. Yeah. 
Yeah. He catches it. Happens all the time. Um, he needs a tip. <laughs> Give the man yeah. a tip. Yes. Yes. I I love some pretty woman. I actually I need to watch that. Like I used to watch it all the time whenever I was younger. And I think it's been years since I've seen it. Yeah, but I was I was amazed to find out that she hated that movie. That Julia Roberts hated that movie. She hated it? Yeah. I don't think she liked it at all. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be one of those things, like, a lot of people, like, their their big break movie is, um, it's really good for them in some ways. But then, you know, you probably don't want to spend the rest of your life being remembered by almost everybody as playing hooker, you know? Like, yeah. you know, it's every favorite hooker. It's, but you know what I mean? It's like, she's done some very serious roles and it might be like, I wonder if it's something like that. Is that like, after all the movies she's done, people, I'm sure there's still the majority of the people in the world that know, know her because of that movie. Yeah. I think that was one of the first movies I saw of hers, you know, years and years ago. Yeah. I think the first one I saw her in was, um, still not, cause was she in Still Magnolia before that? I know that it was really similar time frame. But I also yeah, love. I think it. it was after, or at okay. least I saw it after. Oh, okay. Because I don't remember which one of those I saw first, or which one. But yeah, I I also really liked that movie growing up. Yeah, I love Julia Roberts. But um, oh gosh, I was gonna say something, and then I don't know. It's gone. <laughs> Old age. Oh, thank you. So that was. That's kind. <laughs> We're not mentioning my age on here. <laughs> um, not in this one. Have I mentioned it? I don't know. Okay. We'll try to keep that to myself. <laughs> so I guess. We're- Thanks for listening to this week's episode on the Two Book Girls podcast. Please make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Book details as well as links to our social media will be included in the show notes. Until next time.